0: Ekumkar Satnam Karta Nirpo Nirver Nirvair Akaal Murat Ajuni Saipang Gur Parsad Jab Aad Sach Jugad Sach
1: Hebi Sach Nanak Hosibi Sach
2: Can you explain what that means? Sure.
0: It's the Mool Mantra. Ekumkar. There is only one God. Satnam. Eternal Truth is His name. Kartapurak. He is the Creator. Nirpao. He is without fear. Nirvair. He is without hate. Akal Murat. Immortal without form. Ajuni. Beyond birth and death. Sepang. He is the Enlightener. Gurparsad. He can be reached. Through the mercy and the grace of the true guru.
2: What is that mantra called?
0: Mool mantra. mantra.
2: This is Classical Ideas with Greg Soden. ideas. this is Greg Soden. Today's topic is an introduction to Sikhism, a topic I've been meaning to cover for a long, long time. Today's topic is a basic overview of the basic beliefs, practices, important people, and specific goals of the Sikh religion, practiced by around 25 million people worldwide with its spiritual home in Amritsar in northwestern India in the state of Punjab. Today's guests are my friends Harbach Singh and Chaitan Hans. Both are versed in Sikhism, but both are just practitioners. Everything they say about the basics of Sikhism are derived solely from their own experiences as practitioners of Sikhism. We discussed some basics, the articles of Sikhism, Guru Nanak, the founding of Sikhism, and more. Also, I hope you enjoyed the unique introduction for this episode featuring the Mool Mantra and its translation by my friends Jasmine and Ranjana. I recently moved from Missouri to New York, and this interview was lost in the shuffle for a little bit. It was recorded a few months back while I still lived in Missouri, and I am excited to finally bring you an episode about Sikhism. So without further delay, here is my conversation about Sikhism with Harbach and Chayton. Welcome to Classical Ideas. I am here today with Harbaksh and Chetan. Thanks, guys, for coming on Classical Ideas. It means a lot. Thank you. I'm hoping that we can just kind of start off by having you both introduce yourselves, and you can talk about anything. You can talk about your religious background, your education, anything about
1: yourselves. Hello, Satyashir Kal. So my name is Chetan Hans. So I was born in Punjab. And I spent most of my childhood and adulthood, of course, in Punjab, where I grew up learning with the, you know, learning about Sikhism, from my family, from my friends, and also going to the gurdwaras, as we you know call the temples in Sikh, and also going to the temples. So then I moved to United States in 2003, and then I did my studies over here. So, I must say that I'm not formally educated in Sikhism. So, whatever I'll be saying, it's through my experiences and through my learning. So, that's what I'd say. Thank you. Thank you.
3: I am Harbaksh Sangha. I uh, was born a Sikh and um, am well-versed with the Sikh way of life. Uh, I came to U.S. in 2005. And I work as a physician
2: and an administrator and an educator. Excellent. So Sikhism is a religion that I'm really interested in learning more about myself. Um, And I think that it'll be a really beneficial conversation that we'll have today as far as like informing other people about what Sikhism is. Because I think that it's a very little understood religion in the West, especially. So... I'm curious if we can talk about just some of the basics of Sikhism. So what is Sikhism? What are some basic beliefs? What are the beliefs of the deities, important people, anything that springs to mind that you feel like people should know about the basics? Okay. Um, So
3: Sikh means a lesson. Sikhi is learning, and the Sikhs are the seekers of truth, and the truth in our case is God. Sikhi is uh, akin to, very much akin to mysticism. So if you look up the uh, dictionary meaning of mysticism, it's knowledge of spiritual truth gained by prayer or deep thought. And that's exactly what Sikhi is. So the beliefs of Sikhism um, are Namjapo, uh, which means meditate in the name of God, Kirat Karo, Which is work hard and live an honest life, and one shekel, which is share your bounty with others and serve others.
1: So, uh, in addition to that, Sikhism it presents a unique identity, and I think uh, they include five articles, which all the Sikhs they are supposed to have, and uh, in Punjabi. All these five things, they start with the letter K. Uh, The first is, of course, they have uncut hair as a gift of God. They have a small comb for the hair to keep it clean. They have a street bracelet, bracelet, which signifies a sixth commitment to the ideals of their faith. And also they keep a sword with themselves, which is an indicator to resolve and commit to the justice. And finally, also they keep kneel-length breeches, which keep there with the disciplined style of the Sikhism.
2: So who are some important people in Sikhism that people should know about?
1: So Sikhism was established by 10 gurus who were divine spiritual messengers of God. And they were, of course, enlightened souls. They were born of a period of around 250 years back in 1469, to 1708. So uh, I must add one thing at this point. I think the Sikhism was uh, originated at that time probably because of two reasons. One is to fight the enemies within ourselves and also to fight the enemies or the invaders at that time because India was invaded by Mughals at that time.
2: Who are... um Who's like the founder, like the most common figure that we should associate with the beginnings of Sikhism? Uh, That would be
3: uh, Guru Nanak Dev. Um, He started uh, the religion uh, sometime in the late 15th and the early 16th century. Uh, The purpose of starting the religion uh, was uh, that he felt that the contemporary practice of the mainstream religions of that time, which were Islam and Hinduism, were not helping the common person. What was going on at the time was that there was polytheism, there was ritualism, asceticism, casteism, sexism was so prevalent, and he wanted to bring back, the people back into Uh, a simpler form of religion um, which would help them. So what he did was that, um, uh, you know, when you look at his teachings, uh, I find them to be um, an amalgam of um, a form of Islam called Sufism and a form of Hinduism called Bhakti movement. I think he uh, borrowed from both, and uh, came up with uh, his principles of Sikhism, and, um, and, and if you look at Sufism, for example, uh, what it means is it's a symbol of purity and simplicity, and uh, the Sufis, they used music, poetry, dance as a path of reaching God. Similarly, the Bhakti movement, uh, which literally means devotion, uh, we had uh, the same poet who meditated in the name of God in order to be one with it. So, Guru Nanak essentially um, took uh, the good points of both these uh, prevalent uh, religions and uh, combined
2: it into Sikh principles. So where's the, like the, the main holy site? That if somebody were to go on a trip in the world and they wanted to go into the heart of spiritual Sikhism, like the home of it, where would they go?
1: So uh, the Sikh place of uh, prayer or worship is called Guru Dwara, which in literal language means a door to visit or to talk to the god so in india particularly in punjab there are many holy places which Sikhs they go regularly but if i have to name one that has to be golden temple in amritsar it's also also called Sri Harmandir sahib it's a central religious place for the sikhs and basically it's a symbol of human brotherhood and equity everybody in irrespective of their caste or creed or religion or race they can seek spiritual solace and religious fulfillment without any hindrance. It also represents a distinct identity, glory, and heritage of Sikhs. So, what are Sikhs striving for? What's the goal of
2: Sikhism, in your view? In my view, the goal, then,
3: at the time of Guru which was late 15th and early 16th century, and now is to live a simple, tolerant, and equitable life. Um, so, and, and that message uh, is very relevant today. Uh, these days, in my view, we are struggling to save the planet and we are nowhere close to sharing our resources equitably amongst the human race. So, Grunonic serves as a very good role model even today, with. His thoughts—they're very relevant today.
1: What do you? Go ahead. So, so I want to add that you know Sikhism basically—it's it's a—it's a, uh, a very practical uh, uh, religion and it's a practical way of life. And like uh, Haribhakt said in the beginning, that at the time when a religion, you know, Sikh religion was was originated, we had uh, some issues. Uh, with, of course, you know, there were kind of uh, the, 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 in Hindu religion, there were some kind of malpractices going on. And also we had some kind of invasion by the Mughals. So I think at that time, our gurus, starting with Dr. Uh, Sir, uh, Guru Nanak Dev and also Guru, 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh, they laid down the foundation of the Sikhism. And it's a very, uh, again, you know, the, the basically the purpose of Sikhism was again to fight those invaders from within and also from the outside. And the, the main emphasis, I think uh, all our you know, Sikh gurus they laid was on the practicality of uh, Sikhism. It's a, it's a, it's a very, it's a very uh, simple way of life, but at the same time, it's very, uh, very, very practical.
2: So what are some of your favorite things about Sikhism? Um, what do you think that it does particularly well as a uh, religious practice? It's
3: very tolerant, um, very liberal, doesn't put in a lot of rules and rituals in place. And of course, over time, some of that those have crept in into the religious practice of the Sikhs. but. But those those are some of my uh, favorite things about Sikhism, where um, you're allowed to choose with an open mind what you want to follow.
2: Do you have any particular spiritual role models within Sikhism?
3: Nanak would be my favorite.
2: Um, Why is that?
3: Uh, just whatever we have talked to us, talked about so far. You know, he, uh, he looked at the contemporary religion of that time, said, well, this, this is not helping the people. Let's kind of go back to the basic principles of Hinduism, Islam, and uh, find out uh, what can help us, and rejected all the things which uh, were not helping. So kept it very simple. Was a smart person. Showed a very practical way of living a simple and helpful life. Um, so he continues to be my role model.
1: So obviously, you know, uh, ten gurus. They they are role model for every Sikh uh, in this world. And also, I think uh, followed by that, there were many sikh followers and warriors who laid down their life not only to protect sikhism but also to protect the community in general and also they 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 spend their whole life and also they sacrifice their life believing in what these 10 gurus they said and one of those uh, a prominent figure or warrior uh, which i really really admire is guru uh, sorry baba bandhab hadar He was a follower of uh, Guru Gobind Singh. So, and uh, I was told by my family that we have some kind of, you know, lineage, uh, descendant lineage to him. And also, uh, we were, you know, our upbringing was, kind of, we, we learned a lot about him. The way he, you know, he was initially a very, let's say, I would say common person, but then I think because of some incident, he sacrificed the way he was living and he went to solace. But then uh, there was one incident where he met Guru Gobind Singh over there. And then Guru Gobind Singh, again, you know, I think uh, the way Guru Gobind Singh talked to him was, again, uh, t- uh, try to realize him that his life is meant for a bigger cause and bigger uh, uh, things he has to do in his life. And then he, he came back to, and, you know, to the... To fighting for the Sikhism and fighting for the humanity, so that's some you know role model. I think uh, I like to, to follow and uh, dedicate my life to. Cool. Um,
2: so both of you have mentioned in your introductions that you came to the United States from India. So what is it like to be Sikh in the United States?
3: As far as. Um the spiritual aspect of uh, the religion is concerned, I think um, uh, the principles that United States uh, stands for um, equality uh, freedom um, enterprise uh, they fit in very well with um, uh, Sikhism um, so so i I fit right in
1: nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with, with Harbaksh. I think the core values of Sikhism are basically honest living and dedicate your life not only to yourself, but also to the community. And I think uh, that does fit well, you know, what the what, 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 uh, United States stands for.
2: So, are there any common misconceptions about Sikhism that you would both like to clarify for any listeners today?
3: Yes, I would like to mention that uh, the traditional Sikh attire uh, includes uh, keeping um, uncut facial hair, which includes a beard, mustache, and th- tying a turban. Um, so the, the traditional Sikhs who, um, who keep facial hair and tie a turban are sometimes by people who just don't know enough about them. They are profiled as intolerant and extremists and sometimes suffer violence. So uh, there is a little bit of a misconception about the Sikhs, and and the reason it happens is because we don't know enough about Sikhs. So I believe that uh, whatever misconception there is, education can play a big role in removing
1: that. So, yeah, again, you know, like uh, Harbak said, and uh, it's on record, of course, you know, after 9-11, we had some kind of issues with the racial attacks and other things. And of course, you know, many Sikhs, they became victims victim of this hate crime because of their mistaken identity. However, I think I strongly believe that if there's any misconception, it's not about Sikhism. It's about the people who are either uneducated or who are ill informed or misinformed about Sikhism. So, again, I think when we talk about any religion, either it's Sikhism or uh, Islam or Hinduism, they are, they are about their own unique concept in their own way. So, like I think uh, that's why I think you know, the thing you are doing with the podcast is an interesting thing. And it's very, very important that we are trying to inform the people how these religions and what's their unique identity is all about. So you mentioned some
2: challenges in your last statement about some discrimination, um, especially kind of in like the post-9-11 America that we live in today. Um, what kind of challenges do Sikhs face in the modern world, whether it's here or elsewhere that you've seen maybe in the media or in your own lives?
3: I think the challenges for the religion and the people practicing it is the same as any other organized religion. Over time, corrupt practices kind of creep in. Uh, Sikhism, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons for its success was that it was a relatively new religion and was formed on the principles of rejecting a lot of um, uh, bad stuff which had uh, crept into, uh, into the religions of those times. Uh, for example, again, I, I, I mentioned ritualism, castism, casteism, and uh, other um, uh, problems. Um, and of course, you know, what I have observed in, in the Sikh uh, um, uh, uh, in, in, in Punjab, in India, is that sectarian politics, so politics based on uh, where you bring the religion it, into it, uh, basically um, pollute the religion, so to say and and kind of takes us away from the reason Grannanak began it all to kind of um, um, uh, improve on the existing religions of that time so so that would be the current challenge uh, to not let um, any corrupt practices creep into the religion.
1: So I think you know uh, uh, me personally, and uh, you know talking to my Sikh friends, uh, uh, like we mentioned earlier, we did face some kind of the challenges. And one of the uh, things you know we we faced, or my Sikh friends faced, was an issue with their turban. Uh, they had some incidents either because of their Mistaken identity, or they were having some hard time uh, getting into the jobs, particularly into the army and military, and also they've been, you know, frequently uh, harassed at the airport and uh, other sensitive issues. And there are a couple of other things, you know, which I like I mentioned in the beginning that I grew up learning about Sikhism through my family, friends, and at school. But I think my kids, they are. Somehow they are deprived of all these learning processes, and that's that's a challenge. I think we, as uh, you know, uh, coming from you know different uh, countries, we face that. How do we keep up with our kids? Uh, uh, keeping them updated about you know how the Sikhism or other religions are, and how they behave and how they act.
2: So, what kind of? Um Individual problems is Sikhism trying to solve for for people. So what does Sikhism encourage a practitioner to do? That will make their lives better Does that make sense?
3: You know, I'll go back to the basic beliefs of uh, Sikhism, which is um, You uh, you remember your God um uh, you work and you share. Uh, so those are the basic beliefs. So a simple, tolerant, and equitable life is what, and I think it's very relevant today.
2: One thing that I think that I'm, that I'm, that I kind of want to know more about is what is the Sikh conception of God? Like what does God mean to, to Sikhs? Cause I know that it's, that's, that's something that I'm just personally curious about.
3: Sure. So, uh, you know, I'll go back to the root chant that um, Jasmine and Ranjana recited at the very beginning. And, um, and, and so in that chant, Guru Nanak um, describes the God where, the way he sees it. So what he mentions is that there is one God and he's the only truth. Um, he's the creator and, uh, and the God is timeless, formless, and originless. And how do you find the God? Uh, with the help of a teacher or a guru. So it's
2: monotheistic? It is monotheistic, yes. Okay.
1: So coming back to your, uh, you know, your original question about, you know, the major problems in the world today again what i believe is this sikh religion or sikh faith teaches us humanitarian principles of freedom equality and justice and these are the basic fundamental principles of democracy on which i think united states india and other democratic countries are are built upon so the second thing i think uh, uh, like you know harbaksha saying uh, uh, in sikhism there's a big concept of Miri and Piri, which is basically, uh, there are two things. One is about the materialistic life, and second is, of course, the spiritual life. And Sikhism, I think it's a unique in itself that it talked about, a lot about. Not only that, I think it, it you know, especially Guru Nanak Dev, he emphasized a lot on keeping a balance between the materialistic life and spiritual life. We do not have to give up anything to attain the the specialism or to re, to relate ourselves to the God. So,
2: from your perspectives as um, Sikhs in America who have also lived elsewhere in the world, what are some of the major problems in the world today, and how do you think Sikhism can you know help humankind move forward in a in a positive manner?
3: The two most important problems in my view are the deterioration of our planet and the lack of uh, sharing or equitable sharing of resources within the human race. And, uh, And both those problems, I think if you look at the sick way of life, which is a simple living um, and an equitable way of life, where you share with others and you serve others, I think um, are are very important messages if we are going to fix the two problems that I mentioned. So very relevant.
1: No, I agree with Harbaksh. I think uh, he mentioned in the beginning that you know uh, Sikhism started with the Bhakti movement, where I think uh, you know maybe at that time or before that. Maybe individualism was uh, was a was a prominent way of you know seeking some kind of self realization. But I think our gurus they realized back at that time that it's it's a society or the community. It's very important. It plays a bigger role in the life of an individual, and that's how I think the concept of sangat, the congregation, and the concept of I think uh, langar and uh, you know this bhakti they came into existence so i think uh, in present world again i think these are something which are burning issues and i think sikhism is is kind of is is a way of you know dealing with all these issues
2: it makes me so happy whenever i hear of you know people concerned about the destruction and the degradation of our physical planet because we only have one home as a species so it's really inspiring whenever I hear people talk about how that disturbs them, even on a spiritual level. So um, I'm curious if you can talk about your, some of your spiritual goals for your life based on Sikh teachings um, or teachings of any religion or whatever, but what do you hope to achieve spiritually for the rest of your life, thinking about the future?
3: I think if we can um, look past our daily needs and just think for the collective whole, um, be tolerant, you know, um, one of the things that um, I have realized uh, learning about others and really learning about um, other religions is that they're all saying the same thing Uh, they are basically leading you into uh, a simple um, pure life where you uh, help each other out and um, live honestly so so you know and just like any other religion, Sikhism preaches the same, and I think it's a good message to uh, live
1: by. So according to Sikhism, again, I believe, this is my personal belief, that, first, that the purpose of life is to enlighten ourselves, and once you are enlightened, it becomes your duty to enlighten others. Of course, you know, I'm not even close to that, but I think if you ask me what's the purpose of my life or what you know after. I have achieved through Sikhism is to at least to be aware of myself and aware of the surroundings. And how can uh, how can apply whatever teachings uh, teachings I was uh, you know bestowed upon by my family and my teachers and my you know uh, visits to Gurdwara, How can I spread that out?
2: I love what you just said about learning, because anybody who listens to this podcast or this show sees me learning in real time you know everything every, all these conversations that i have on this show is me learning with a microphone recording everything that i say so i'm learning as we go and so i think that what you just said about continuing to enlighten yourself and continuing to ask good questions i think is just one of the most important things that I try to do on a day-to-day basis in my own life. So I completely agree. So why did you both agree to do this show? Why do you think it's important for people to learn about all religions?
3: I think my main aim is to... You know, it all started with uh, me going to the high school, the local high school, and talking about Sikhism, and um, and listening to others, uh, listening to um, children asking questions, and I realized at that time that it's so important to teach our kids about others, about other religions, about other cultures, so that they are tolerant, and and. And I was uh, so encouraged to find that the kids were listening very intently. They had very smart questions to ask of me. And I'm so hopeful of our kids and their future. We just need to make an effort for them to be educated about the others, the the cultures, the religions, which are not us. So that's that's my uh, aim in this
1: so the way i think is that you know uh, uh, like you know you you just said before that uh, uh, through these kind of you know talks and uh, podcasts and other social media not only we share our thought but we learn a lot and honestly you know as we are sitting here i'm learning a lot about uh, you know not only sikhism but also about other religions that's number one Number two is, of course, like uh, I said that you know our kids they are kind of you know deprived of you know some of these learnings which we underwent uh, when I was at school or college, and it becomes uh, our duty to kind of at least spread whatever knowledge we have and let them seek uh, additional information they need to. And third thing, like you know, you asked about other religions, is so I think you know if we have to relate you know about this concept of religion. And how they came into existence, particularly about Sikhism, because we do know that this is one of the the newest, one of the you know, most practical, and very you know just came into existence five years ago, five hundred years ago. It's like you know we have a we have a basic concept of life, either it was given by Hinduism or our ancient religions, but with the, with the, with the time, you know. We, these religions, like, you know, we we talk about iPhones and, you know, they're all the time. And these religions, I think they do need uh, and some kind of upgrade from time to time. And, you know, this is how I, you know, I seek into all these religions. Basically, I think if they teach one thing, that's about, you know, how to seek, how to live a pure and honest and committed life and how to attach yourself to the God. And we do need all these, you know, upgrades from time to time. And Sikhism is, of course, you know, it's kind of that update. Thank you so much.
2: Do either of you have any suggestions for things that people should like read or um, look at if they wanted to know more? Like any good resources that spring to mind?
3: I, you know, I would, uh, I would mention, um, um, is it Hassan Minaj? Yeah. His interview with Varus uh, Aluwalia.
2: Yeah, the actor who's in Darjeeling Limited, right? Right, and uh, I would encourage people to
3: watch <laughs> it. It's um, it's, it's very entertaining and it's very
2: informative. And you can just find that on YouTube. It's really easy to right. get, and it's a good laugh. Right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on Classical Ideas and talking to me about Sikhism, and I appreciate your time and your willingness to um talk to me today about, about some of your practices in your lives thank you for having us over
1: thank you so much for making us part of this wonderful program, thank you're,
2: you you're welcome, thank you Classical Ideas is produced by me Greg Soto music on Classical Ideas is performed and composed by Derek Striving you can find his music at www.wearewarmmusic.com. If you would like to support this show, please subscribe or leaving a rating in iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.